Hey, and welcome to the second part of our two-part podcast episode. Um, last episode, we discussed hardware, and in this episode, we will be more on the software spectrum of things. If you haven't checked it out, I recommend starting with the hardware episode first and then moving to this one. Let's get started. Okay, so first is inputs and outputs because you definitely have to figure out getting your signals in and out of your computer efficiently or um, correctly. Um, it's definitely something that I had to struggle with for a while, but it's kind of um, a self-exploring option. Before you get a mic, you might be using something like your computer's mic, which for me on this PC is at the bottom. And then when you switch to maybe another mic, such as a USB mic or dynamic mic that you plug in, then you have to refigure it out, the inputs. And then also, especially when you have interfaces and mixers, the outputs get pretty sticky on that too. So I'll kind of walk you through it. So when we get a new mic here plugged in, we go into our search bar and type inputs, manage input devices, and then we click open. And here we basically get an overview of all of our incoming outputs and input devices. So here on my output devices, I you can see that I have the speaker slash headphone Realtek Audio, which is the PCs. I have the speakers Scarlett 2i2, which is on the back of the interface. And then I also have the microphone for the inputs. And then I have stereo mix and microphone for Realtek Audio, which are both PCs. So those are the inputs and outputs. To manage those, you have to click whichever one you want enable or disable and then for things that you're not using such as the scarlett 2i2 speakers i would click disable on those and for microphone and stereo mix of your computer i would probably click disable those so that it doesn't mix it up and even if you're not recording a podcast when you get a new mic or when you're using your pc's mic and especially nowadays with like Zoom calls I know and Google Meets, like I had many, many meetings where I had no idea what my inputs were. And like when I thought my audio was really good and it was actually my computer audio or no sound was coming out of my computer because it was actually coming out of the interface. Um, those are definitely some confusing moments that you might want to take a look at. But yeah. Um. So... After you have inputs and outputs figured out, which won't necessarily take a long time, but it's definitely something you need to figure out. Otherwise, you might be stuck with not using your gear to its full ability or just, you know, with your PC and stuff, and that kind of gets hairy too. Um, but yeah, next we're going to move on to editing or recording your podcast. So there's many, there are many... How do I put this? There are many software applications that you can get to record or edit podcasts. Um, most famously, you have Audacity, Logic Pro, and Adobe Audition. So first, we'll start with Audacity, which is a free um, podcast or music recording and editing software. Logic Pro, which is the same thing, but definitely a lot more fancier, and Adobe Audition, which is also pretty fancy and comes with a lot of bells and whistles to help you out. Um, personally, I um, would recommend Adobe Audition or Logic Pro if you could get it, but obviously it's, it's, it's definitely um, 
it definitely costs more too but audacity does do a decent job of editing down your podcast and also recording it well and in post-production it's it's very good so audacity is um yeah so all of all three of those have um have the ability to record your podcast like I am now and then after that you you can edit it down into a more refined product so in editing stages there are many things you might want to do to bring your podcast to the next level in terms of audio quality these might be an EQ which is like filtering out noise noise reduction to like if your podcast is way too noisy or you have Um, unnecessary noise coming in you might want to consider noise reduction things like managing your gain and um, yeah gain is like your volume I guess but um, a lot a lot to do in post-production it's um, then there's definitely a lot of things you kind of have to manage yourself these might be like for me it I had to deal with like breathy podcast and those you kind of just have to edit out or try to use other softwares such as editing or like uh de-essers or yeah there's definitely a lot of tools that you can use within these um with these three softwares diagnosticking or um amplituding amplifying your podcast compressing it silences yeah so there's a lot to learn too um i will say that a lot within software is you kind of have to learn on your own and it's more of an experience-based learning whereas i feel like hardware you kind of can get everything told you but especially with my experience i felt that um searching things up never really helped because everyone has different scenarios within what software or what kind of editing they're trying to do so it's definitely an experimental thing but yeah so after you edit down your podcast or recording there are a few additional steps you want to take before finally considering your podcast done um, first, you want to put everything together, right? You probably also want some music in the background. You probably want transition musics. You might want to put in ads or for or like transition music for your breaks. So for those, I would re- recommend something like Premiere Pro or just um, honestly iMovie <laughs> totally work. Um, basically, something that combines all of your clips into one and then submitting it as an mp3 file so moving back to music finding your own podcast music is definitely a time-taking pro a, a very time lengthy process i guess and it, it is also very important because you definitely should have intro and outro music you might want to have transition music if you're taking breaks or yeah just like that um, some good places I might recommend for you to find some music is um, copyright free music or YouTube free music library is where I find my music and it really depends what type of music you're looking for and what type of taste you want in your podcast but music is pretty important um, in iMovie or Premiere Pro when you're clipping it all together there are like tools that like level your volume and 
for you to basically get it to whatever you want specifically and it creates a really good full full podcast i guess and it it does feel good after combining everything and all of your elements into a really nice well-rounded podcast that's all i can say um but yeah after you have your perfectly rounded podcast what you want to do next is submit it right you want to submit it to spotify apple podcasts or google podcasts for all of your friends and family and whoever to listen to um you're probably thinking that you might just want to submit it directly to whatever site right well unfortunately that's really not how it works so in podcasts we have what are called rss feeds and podcast hosts so podcast hosts provide you they they allow you to submit your podcast episodes um your podcast descriptions and your podcast imaging and it turns that into an rss feed or a link and that link you can submit to spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and etc the reason you can't or you wouldn't want to submit your own podcast to every single platform is that you really don't have like enough on your computer to where you can submit like and upload a bunch of like really high storage and volume capacity um, podcast episodes because let's be honest podcast episodes are not light in terms of storage and they can easily take up gigabytes or megabytes of space and you really wouldn't want to want to do that also consider how many platforms there are you know spotify our podcast amazon music pandora stitcher there's like way too many to where you have to submit it every single time like you would have to submit like eight podcast episodes over and again just to submit one podcast episode into your feed and that does that just doesn't make sense so the those two reasons are kind of the purposes that we have for rss feeds and podcast shows um i always thought of it as a lunch tray that um people hand like you would hand over a lunch tray and that contains all of your information that you need or that the podcast needs and it just hands it to them so yeah that's kind of my analogy for that um next i'm going to talk about how how to get an rss feed if you're interested so getting an rss feed is as simple as finding a domain such as buzzsprout or red circle or pod beans just do some research there's many different many and i mean many many podcast hosts such as buzzsprout or Podbean, and there are some that require um a monthly subscription such as buzzsprout and those definitely can get expensive with like up to 24 bucks a month but there are also very good free podcast hosts such as anchor or personally what i use is red circle and these are very good they have like they have they have a really refined website domain it's definitely a lot modern than what i think buzzsprout would look like to be honest with you um they have unlimited uploads whereas paid subscriptions um only have a certain amount of hours that you can upload and that's pretty frustrating because you might want to do once a week or twice a week you know depending on what your podcast volume is and 
it, it is pretty limiting when it comes to podcasts. Next, they all have some sort of distribution feature to allow um, yourself or someone to distribute your podcast to all the major platforms. Um, simply all you have to do is go to whatever site you're looking for and submit that RSS feed, which is the link that your podcast host provides. And then they take some time to review your podcast, make sure it's worthy of them, I guess. And then they refine it, not refine it. Yeah. They just approve it. And then you're allowed to submit. And then whenever you upload a podcast episode to your podcast host, it'll usually take around an hour or from an hour to a day for the major platforms to update your RSS feed. And then from there, all of your friends and family can see it. That's simply how it goes. There's definitely a lot comes to software, but I would say a lot of it really is self-experience. Like a lot of these things you do have to experience and troubleshoot yourself. And like, like I said, everyone's podcast is kind of different. Everyone's equipment might be different. Everyone's voices might be different. Everyone's format might be different, you know, so it really does come down to that. Um, so now I'm going to quickly go over what equipment or software that I am using and how it kind of benefits me. So I use an HP PC, so I don't have the benefits of Mac. So inputs and outputs aren't very simple, but it's it's pretty easy to manage within the settings. Um, so I definitely have all my settings figured out by now. Then when it comes to editing and recording, for recording, I still use Adobe Audition. And then within editing, I use both Adobe Audition and Adobe Premiere Pro, which are very good video and audio editing programs from Adobe. And Adobe definitely knows what it's doing when it comes to program programming and um, and their, their domains are definitely, um, a bit difficult at first, but once you get used to it, it's definitely well worth it. Um, then for RSS feeding and podcast hosts, I use Red Circle. Like I said, again, a really modern domain. They have, they have really streamlined distribution systems and uploading systems. And yeah, it's really simple. And yeah. That'll be it for this software episode, and that concludes our podcast episode. I definitely hope you've learned something useful, even if you're not making a podcast, maybe for Zoom meetings or Google meetings, you know. And I hope you have a great day, and I want to thank you all for listening. Goodbye.